Hello and welcome to today's episode of Alpha Mind Zen Heart. My name is Alita McDaniel and I'm an intuitive life strategist. On today's show, we are going to be talking about relationships, personal accountability, and how to master the art of being present with your partner. Relationships are this kind of crazy, wacky, zany, mishmash, roller coaster of emotions. And most people go about it completely wrong. If you have a belief that you always attract losers, you always will attract losers. If you have a belief that you always attract people who don't respect you or who take advantage of you, then you always will. Your beliefs will always dictate the type of relationship that you get. The key is, right, and as cliche as this sounds, you cannot love somebody else until you truly love yourself. Now let's elaborate on this a little bit because I think that as many of my clients come to me dealing with challenges, you know, around health and nutrition and, and work, relationships are at the core of how we show up in life. Because as humans, we have a, a tribal desire and a tribal craving within us for outside validation, for communal uh, interaction. So we, we crave relationships, but we don't always show up to these relationships in the best way. We show up waiting for a relationship to tell us we're good enough, we're smart enough, we're pretty enough. We wait on a relationship to give us permission to thrive. And so when we look at a relationship from a place of seeking completion or validation, what we're doing is we're projecting out into the universe that I am not good enough. Maybe I project out I'm a victim. And when we project I am a victim out into the universe and we have a belief that we always attract losers, then the relationship that we get is going to be with a loser, whatever loser means to you, and with a loser who takes advantage of you. Because that is the vibration that you are projecting out into the universe. But in, in that respect also, because you're looking for completion, no relationship will ever make you happy. Because deep down inside, you always feel broken. Deep down inside, your belief about who you are and what you are is always lacking. Your resources are scarce. Your character is small. And all of these things that you feel that you're lacking, a partner cannot fulfill for you. They can compliment you with. But if you're still waiting on your partner to complete you, You'll never be truly happy in that relationship because you're depending on them to gift you things that you are not willing to gift to yourself. And what that does is it creates ways for resentment, guilt, shame, frustration, blame, anger, anxiety to all creep into your relationship even jealousy. Seeking completion from a partner is not the way to go. 
But seeking growth and expansion and new levels of self-awareness from a partner, from a relationship, that is where the true personal power comes. When we open ourselves up to understand that a relationship is a mirror effect, understanding that the relationship will always mirror back to us the challenges that we may not be willing to face within ourselves. When we realize that, we understand the true power a relationship has to transform us. There's a belief system in many religions that a relationship, a marriage, brings you closer to God. Now, whether you believe in God or consciousness, source, whether you're an atheist, a relationship has the power to bring you closer to the highest and best uh, version of you, version of them, uh, version of just life experience. Not because it's the person that makes it better, but because of how you show up for that person that makes it better. Have you ever been with somebody who makes you want to be a better person? Maybe you meet somebody who is so great, who's so motivated, who's so driven, who's so inspired, that just them being themselves makes you want to be a better version of you. To me, that is the best kind of relationship because I'm not depending on someone to pull me and motivate me, right? I have a lot of clients who say, well, I, I really want my partner to just motivate me and, and kick me in the butt when I need. But deep down inside, if their partner actually calls them on their shit, they would get pissed off and they would try to defend themselves, which I'm sure, you know, like many of us will do or have done. I've done it before in the past and I, ca I catch myself doing it from time to time now. It's the humanness. It's the human condition. But I enjoy being in a relationship with someone who is self-driven, self-motivated, and focused on being a better version of himself, despite the relationship, doing it because he wants to, not because I'm asking him to, or not because I'm pushing him to, but because I am so motivated in my own life, and I am so great in my own efforts, that it inspires him to go out and do better in his life and vice versa. So it's not so much about seeking a partnership that motivates you and inspires you and drives you and fuels you. It's about using it as an opportunity to calibrate your inspiration, calibrate your driving force on a daily basis. Looking at someone and saying, you know, something you're doing is working. Whatever commitment you have made recently, I like it. That's really working for you. And I want what you have. Most relationships 
one person will see somebody change and they immediately jump to the conclusion of they're changing because they're going to try to leave me. They're going to get better and they're not going to need me anymore. Well, of course you don't want them to need you. You want them to want you. Don't be in a relationship because somebody needs you. Be in a relationship because you're wanted, right? And if somebody has the potential to grow, absolutely give them permission to grow just the same as you would do for yourself. So the best relationship to me is one that becomes a mirror and shows me how I can possibly calibrate myself to a bigger, badder, bolder, more amazing version of me. And this is my favorite, favorite part. The mirror effect is a quantum mechanics function. If the world around us, you're going to hear me say this a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot. The world around us will always reflect what we project whether by belief about what reality is, whether by belief about what's possible, whether by belief about who we are, who we think we are. If the world around us is always reflecting what we're projecting, the world around us becomes our biggest schoolhouse. It becomes the opportunity, the greatest opportunity that we will ever have to understand our own internal dialogue. If you look at your home, you look at your car, you look at certain aspects of your life that are kind of sort of tweaked, maybe not quite dialed in yet. They mirror something in your internal dialogue. Now, whether it mean, you know, on the one hand, you have a uh, distorted amount of self-confidence, but deep down inside, you're terrified of vulnerability. Whether it be you're excellent in your job and you're a super high performer, but behind the scenes, you're a hardcore introvert. There's some sort of duality that happens between the world that we're experiencing and the feelings and beliefs that we're holding on inside. And it comes in the form of, well, this is what I really want. I don't know why I can't get it. What the world around you is reflecting back to you if it's mediocre, if it's chaotic, if it doesn't align with what you think you want, it's telling you that you may think you want it, but you don't believe you're worthy of it. To me, relationships are the best tool for understanding the duality of those mutual parts it's like it's like when you pray to god if you pray to god maybe you don't pray to god maybe you make vision boards and set intentions with the universe okay so a prayer 
You're asking for something. Most of us, when we ask, we ask from a place of, please, God, if you're listening, help. I need you to end my suffering. There's a beautiful story about Jesus going to different villages and, you know, relieving the people of their leprosy. And a woman with leprosy came to him and said, Jesus, please take away my affliction. And he said, but what have you learned from it? She says, nothing. This is ridiculous. I have no friends. I can't find a husband. There's no way anybody will talk to me. And Jesus said, well, you haven't learned from it. Therefore, I cannot relieve you of your suffering. This is not about a literal translation, guys. This is about a metaphor for life. Each and every one of the experiences of contrast that we are, are moving through in life is the universe giving us a lesson to calibrate the beliefs that we are holding to attune with the prayers that we are sending out. You see, where most people go wrong with a relationship is that when they experience contrast in the relationship, we are taught and we are conditioned to believe that it's the other person's fault instead of taking ownership for how we are showing up. So when somebody pisses us off or quote unquote hurts us or quote unquote makes us cry, what we're really saying is in this moment, I have no control over the situation. I'm totally the victim here. I have done nothing wrong. But in reality, you're right. You have done nothing wrong, but neither have they. All that you two have done is show each other and reflect back to each other aspects of your own internal dialogue that you personally have not been wanting to face. And the higher part of you, the bigger part of you is saying, look, if I cannot get your attention, if you will not listen to me, I am going to project it out into the world. Like the world is a movie screen for you in hopes that you will suck it up buttercup and realize that these are the lessons I am trying to gift to you. And when we enter into a relationship, because so many of us do it for the sake of completion and for validation instead of for the sake of learning and growth, we go through relationship after relationship after relationship constantly blaming all these quote unquote losers for never finding the one who's going to treat us the way that we want to be treated. Because we never humble ourselves enough to say, how is this suffering partially caused by me? Why am I showing up like a victim to help create this? What am I doing to manifest and attract this suffering into my life and into my relationship? How am I not standing up for myself? How am I not speaking up for myself? How am I not speaking up for myself to myself? How am I not holding firm on my own personal promises to me? Because at the end of the day, if you expect your partner 
to treat you with trust and honor and dignity and respect, but you cannot do that for yourself, there is no relationship that will ever reach you, that will ever do for you what you will not do for yourself. Because the world around you will always reflect what you project. You are always going to get back what you believe in your mind to be true. So the key to having a long lasting relationship, to manifesting the love of your life, to attracting better quality friendships and coworkers and creative spaces to manifest new things. The key to all of that is in how you show up. If you show up with a chip on your shoulder and expect everybody else to prove their worth to you, then you need to work on self-love and self-belief. But if you show up as a whole version of you, complete and divine, and perfect just as you are, not loving people based on conditions, but giving people permission to show up however they need to show up and embracing them for whatever choices they decide to make in their life, you're doing also the same for you. You're showing up in a way for others in the same divine love and light and abundance as you show up for yourself. The relationship with others is foundationally rooted in the relationship that you have with yourself. That is the foundation for a divinely perfect relationship in any area of life.